With my father's deliverance imminent, and my enemies cowed at the awesome might of my greatest servant, it seems my victory has never been closer at hand. Surely they must know how feeble they are in the light of my power. How can one sustain hope in the face of such despair? Cry to your gods. Perhaps they will hear me squeeze the life from each of you in turn. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and this is the very special... 50th episode. Ooh. 50? Not as special as the 52nd episode. I'm pretty sure my contract says 50, guys, so I'm fucking out of here. Oh, no. Oh, oh the no. show's about to get a lot better, guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> episode 50, you're going on strike? 50, oh, that's shit. Who's are going we, with are me? we unionizing? We are. <laughs> Fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> Whatever, man. Local players, union one. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to imagine that this is like the stock market where it's just kind of correcting itself. Well, after the last right. episode, I wouldn't be surprised if you formed a union. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't know if there could have been a more narrative, uh, a bigger neon sign that said, don't fuck with me beyond the dude that had just like ripped through a crowd of guards, most of the town, stolen one item and then left. And we're like, you know what? I bet we could take yeah, it. Yeah, but you're forgetting about the part where it said, but do you could probably still catch him if you ran. I know. I know. <laughs> and that, that was just Trevor being like, go ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead in there and try to, f- you know, you want to chase it. I know you do. <laughs> oh, man. Like you said, you died. Flame. Somebody shot you with a cocaine dart. You're back. That up. went off the rails real quick, didn't it? <laughs> because it totally was a railroad. I just wanted to introduce that thing. I didn't have anything else planned for the evening. You already introduced just... the swamp giants. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah, there's the river Drake. There's the swamp giants. There's that thing. Whatever the hell, you, like that thing is. We're quickly growing like a laundry list of things that we're just like, okay, I'll ignore we'll that. To it. We'll come back yeah. to it. Also, <laughs> like, have we have we killed the bacon monster thing in the the basement? No, that's still down no, there. No, that's still <laughs> fucking down there. Not to mention the faceless stalker, the fucking werewolves. There's absolutely nothing that can be done about it because if we go anywhere but the fucking gauntlet, everybody in Otari dies. Yeah, we went to go check on the cobalts. <laughs> we came back and the oh, fucking no. resident. Uh, half devil person has lost half of their arm oh yep we were there for six hours we went there we talked to hattie we went into the hole we left we came back to otari and what do you know the whole place is on fire but on the plus side we went there we went there and boss scrog died so i I think that's silver linings really god yeah i mentioned it in our discord but i broke my leg unexpectedly like two weeks ago oh and what herculean feat unexpectedly in, in has which, anybody ever broken their leg expectedly shut up Raymond. no so unexpectedly because i was injured and i went to the doctor like it's just a sprain if it doesn't start feeling better go get an mri i went and talked to an ortho he's like oh you probably tore a meniscus i'm like okay well i'll go get the mri he's like guess what you broke it and it's not like a tiny like little stress fracture or something i like sheared off the top of my tibia it's ridiculous oh. yeah it's it's completely broken through it's non-displaced because i have really muscular legs uh, from carrying my fat ass around, which is how I broke my leg. Are you sure it wasn't from all of the years of doing, I don't know, almost state champion level deadlifts and squats? Uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe yes, but that didn't cause the break. What caused the break is four weeks ago. I'm like, I want to be 
less fat. And my legs are like, no, you don't. When I tried <laughs> to run on them. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm laid up for the next six weeks with crutches and it's not a good time. Not a fan. All you did was run. Katie did nothing and broke Literally her leg. Literally all I did was run. Two of my siblings have just like fractured their legs doing God only knows what. Katie fractured her femur. And they were like, were you in a car crash? And she was like, I literally don't know what happened. It just hurts a lot. And then you were like, I'm going to go do couch to 5K. And two weeks in, it was just like, snap, right leg broken. Yep, yep, yep. You know what? He who walked through glass houses need not cast stones, Jake. Uh, I walked through a glass door and I broke my hand doing it. But that's not, that's not, and I also had to get 40 stitches. But that's besides the point. (laughs) It's a fun story. So, gentlemen, I got a real cool idea for starting up episode 50. Oh. Uh-oh. Rocks Let's, fall, we uh, all die? That's it. You got it. <laughs> oh, cool. No, I can bring in my backup. It. We're going to go back a few hundred years, something we haven't done in a while, and look way back in the past, out on the frontiers outside of Absalom. Petrichor wafted up from the moist, loamy soil of Phrasma's Acre. Far removed from the gates of Absalom, this land was meant to bury the indigent, the profane. Suspicious farmers and cattlemen were sure that its untapped bounty was being hoarded by the Primarch. The truth, however, was that crops grown from this patch of ground turned to ash in your mouth, and cattle grazing would go mad, as the sum total of sorrow collected below the surface somehow poisoned everything it touched. The smell of moist earth gave way to a rush of ozone as arcane energy crackled in the air. Fissures formed in the firmament above, and brimstone poured forth from a sudden gaping maw in the sky. The rift disappeared as quickly as it had arrived, leaving strange runes scorched into the ground, and four figures silhouetted against the setting sun, with a long, twitching bundle at their feet. In unison, a pair of identical, horned creatures raised their spears. No threats, mistress. Allow us to secure the area. There will be no need, Azenray. I trust your teleportation ritual was successful. A shapely female figure, green cloak shimmering softly in the twilight, turned to look at a tall, beautiful elf, his pale purple skin framed by long flaxen hair blowing in the sea breeze. The elf didn't take his eyes off a small saucer, levitating in front of him at waist level. Blood scrying is very precise, provided you know what you are doing. And mistress, I am never wrong. Remember your place, whelp. You serve at my pleasure. Your vanity is matched only by your intellect, which continues to save you from Lady Rushlight. The smirk on the drow's face turned downward. You'll find what you're looking for just ahead. He began cutting open the writhing bundle at his feet. I will prepare the ritual. The woman beckoned for her infernal attendance. You must inscribe the runes perfectly above the grave. Only after this ritual is successful will your contracts be fulfilled. Is that clear? 
They grunted and nodded again in unison and began scratching profane symbols into the dirt with their spears, precisely working in concert with no spare movement. A practiced, artistic dance. This complete, they poured sparkling black powder into each of the etched runnels. Lady Horovitz, the rune hex is completed. We await further instruction. Azenray shuffled forward, struggling with another figure fresh from the now open bundle. Older, with the bearing of nobility, the woman was bound and gagged. Her sharp features resembled the younger woman's, and her beauty shone through her grimy mask of time and hardship. She is prepared, my lady, although less willing than I would have hoped. The older woman frantically looked around the scene, terror in her eyes, impotently struggling against her bonds and trying to scream around the gag. Quiet now. We have work to do here. The green-cloaked figure ran her fingers through the older woman's hair. This is unbecoming for a Horovex woman. We all must rise to what the empty death requires of us. Isn't that what you told me as we strode into the swamp all those years ago? Father would have wanted this. You did love father, did you not, mother? The prisoner's panic transformed to resignation. Her body fell limp into the drow's arms, who began to struggle with her weight before toppling over falling in a heap at the edge of the rune X. The drow pulled himself away from the woman who was now sobbing with her face buried in the rough scrub grass. He clumsily returned to his feet and stepped away from the edge of the rune X. The younger woman crouched down and grabbed her mother's hair, pulling backwards to remove the soaked gag. The older woman, her voice trembling, pleaded with her captor. You don't have to do this. You don't need him. You have me to protect you. Why do you want to do this? Mother, you can't even protect yourself. You're a widow with no power in your blood and no birthright to your name. You're useless to me, except as fuel. Do not fear, though. Soon you will know nothing. You will be nothing and nothingness will become you. Belcora turned to the two devils. Restrain and prepare her. With methodical precision, the infernal attendants stepped forward, the grass where their hooves touched withering as they passed. They drew their spears and effortlessly sliced the prisoner's bonds. One stowed his spear and stretched her left hand forward to the edge of the rune hex as the second impaled it into the ground. A shriek of pain and anguish leapt forth as blood began to flow into the black, shimmering powder, now awakened with a pallid blue light. The devils repeated the process with the left hand, screams subsiding back to a low sob, punctuated by occasional pleas for mercy. Each devil then took hold of a leg and raised her at an angle, head hovering above the edge of the runex. Belcora waved her hand with a flourish, and a flail appeared in her open palm with a puff of smoke. The dangling striking head was as large as her torso, but she hefted it with a casual grace. Hold her still. She effortlessly drew back the flail to strike, and savagely drove the weapon down into the rear of her mother's head with one brutal 
efficient blow. The force obliterated her skull. A shower of blood, bone, and brain soaked the black powder in the rune hex. It was done. A sanguine river filled the rune hex as fell magics suffused the assembled party in the ghastly glow of terrible necromantic energies. Belcora moved opposite her expiring mother and began to chant. Her voice deepening as her eyes darkened and the wind began to rise. Belcora raised her arms to the sky, releasing the flail. As it fell to the ground, it was suspended in midair and drawn to the center of the rune axe by a mighty gale. Thrusting up from the ground to claim it, a skeletal hand clawed the rest of its torso to the surface. The glowing, molten substance in the rune hex coalesced and flowed towards the center, encasing the skeleton and was slowly reformed into a moldering suit of armor. Tendrils of negative energy wreathed the bones, knitting together sinew, tendon, and flesh as the convulsing, decapitant body of the elder Horovex was drained the last measure of her life, withering away to a shriveled husk. A simulacrum of a knight now raised in a cruel mockery of chivalry and honor, accursed symbols of the empty death spread across the plate, stood defiantly against the gods. The chanting ceased. The ground, cracked and scorched from the power of the ritual, crumbled under the full weight of this instrument of ceaseless entropy. Belcora's newly formed vassal turned to meet its creator's gaze. My lady, what is your command? Rise, uncle. There is no need to stand upon ceremony when there is so much work to do. How do you feel after such a perilous journey from Voidbracken? Hunger! Ah, how shall we sate this hunger? Revenge. Yes, my dear Galthry, revenge. And so shall the fool suffer. And so shall the fool suffer. It's a lovely, cheerful way to begin episode 50, isn't it, guys? You are in the fog fen, having just had a brush with this grave knight that you as players know was raised by Belcora herself hundreds of years ago. Well, if I would have known that, and you're there and you're still catching your breath from that combat and Vandy is there helping you to, each of you to your feet uh, that had fallen or trying to tend wounds. What exactly did you hope to accomplish? I said you may be able to catch him. Don't engage him. Gods, I thought you were smarter than that. Oh, f- fuck off. You might still be able to catch him. Does that mean we were just supposed to look? 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I can just observe him from a distance with these binoculars I don't own. Fuck off. Hold on. Let me check my inventory. Oh, yep. Yep. There it is. There's a net. We could have oh, used it. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. Could have caught him like a fucking Pokemon. Kashuk, Tovin, <laughs> this is not productive. You do have a telescope, guys. Come on. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billiam's got a telescope. Yeah, Billiam could have bludgeoned him to death with that. Mrs. Banderdash, what, what did you know of this being before it came this way? Nothing. I wasn't there when, the, when it broke out when I came to the crow's casks. I simply attempted to aid in the aid in, in putting out the fire and assisting with uh, Corvus's injury. Well, I knew that something had come and it was dangerous and deadly, but I did also know that you were dangerous as well. Evidently not dangerous enough. That's cool. Next time I meet a piranha, I'll put it up against Godzilla. Well, as I said, I had no way of knowing exactly what it was. Corvus isn't a fighter and we all know that the city guard isn't exactly the most well-trained troop of individuals, though spirited they may be. I did not know that this foe would be so far beyond you. Is Godzilla like a kobold god? It was also far beyond me. It's like up there with Absur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it's very similar to a, a kobold deity. Uh, it's an ancient creature of my people. It's, it's referred to as a kaiju. As a, a very large, uh, usually subterranean slash subaquatic species of animal that would occasionally rise from the ocean or the ground we did do Fist of the Ruby Phoenix, they're a kaiju in that adventure. So they got chupacabras, they got Godzillas, they got kaijus. All right. Oh man, with uh, with the uh, Dark Archives coming out, there's a bunch no of paladins, cryptids coming. Though. No, he is a paladin. He's a champion, but he's a paladin cause champion. So he's, they, they got paladins. It's not a class. It's a sub... Uh, well, if they fucking co-opted Mothman, I'm gonna sue for cultural Moth- appropriation. Mothman is in the books. This is bullshit. Yep. I'm mad. Mothman is in. <laughs> yep. If I can't play as Mothman in my D&D slash Pathfinder games, I don't even want to play. No, Mothman is a romantic interest. You cannot be Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to warn you about the bridge. Yeah, it might be. I don't care what he says, though. <laughs> so at this time, Tobin's going to be staring up at the moon because it's night, right? Uh, yeah, it is night. So he's going to be looking up at the, the moon and, and uh, just quietly contemplating uh, the, the, <laughs> the event that just happened. And he's going to say, well, tonight Belcora got the one thing that I wanted. And then he's going to look at Solus, and there's going to be a tear that goes down his eye. He's going to say, a family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and Solus, Solus is too far away to hear him, so he's just is wondering why Tovin is looking at him and crying. <laughs> it's more obvious. So- you see sorry, me through what? the trees. <laughs> hey, sorry, that thing screamed in my face earlier, and I'm having a really hard time hearing out of my left ear. What was that? Tovin, I'm sorry. Was it something that I said? I I apologize. Tovin just walks towards him like a mummy looking for a hug. <laughs> okay, and it's like it's like Voldemort hugging Draco Malfoy. <laughs> uh, so they, they reach in for each other, and it's it's very uncomfortable. This triggers a fight-or-flight response in Solus after the bog mummy experience. We're, we're two different very kinds of pale, but when together, we make one beautiful kind of pale. Let's try to get you back home, gentlemen. That was a valiant effort, though. I believe you may need to grow in power before attempting something so brave again. And uh, she's going to judiciously pass out some healing bursts. Well, I'm going to hand wave him that you guys are going to go ahead and get full health by the end of this. God, hand wavium is my favorite element. 
Yeah, what, Thanks, what, Raymond, what were you down to? Six HP, I think. Twenty-eight of seventy-two. Oh. Jesus. She bursted <laughs> right when we started, so I got a little bit back, but okay. she bursted all over me. <laughs> she leads you back. Um, she like casts dancing lights and back. You know, they're just yeah, back back to town. I thought we were going to the gauntlet. Yeah, at night? Yeah, we're gonna follow this thing. That's what we that's, we could catch exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, go. it went north. <laughs> Let's go to the gauntlet. I'm about to fuck up me some uh some asshole Drake. Okay, so you're gonna go without resting and getting your spells back for the day. He's just being a dipshit, so no. <laughs> no, Damn. we're going back to Otari. Yeah, I did whatever. Although right. uh, I guess Solus doesn't have a place to live anymore. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> it just Solus, you should come to the Warrens. You can stay with me, but I can't <laughs> promise you're not gonna hear a thing or two. <laughs> a thing, a thing or two of what? You know, kids in the. If only I knew. Oh, man. Wait, is that what it takes? A thing or two? If that shed's a rocket, don't come a knocking. You can hear it if you walk past. <laughs> Cash, I can hear it every night. He lives right below, right? I, I, appreci- I appreciate it very much, but, uh, Joseph, would, would there happen to be an, an, an extra room? I'm sorry, we don't serve your kind. I. No, I'm just gonna, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Oh. There are three rooms. There, two are occupied. One by Asmardrin, one by Yosef, and I guess one by you pretty soon. I'm, I'm sure the the mayor would comp your stay there like he's been comping your stay at the uh, Crow's Cask, you filthy freeloader. Yes, you yes, you have a, you have a place to stay. I did lose money of my things, but that's that's okay. It, I could have been sleeping in a bed this whole time. <laughs> Cash Act just like, what the fuck? There's beds? I didn't even think about that. They look so soft. I sleep in a cubby. <laughs> sleep in a cubby, a stone cubby, a stone cubby. <laughs> and I've got more textiles than everybody else that I know. He has a heat lamp. It's okay. It's like a drogger. Yeah, every mean, night uh, when all of the cobalts go to bed, the uh, the society hands out uh, hot rocks for everybody to go to sleep with. Nice. So you guys make it way, make your way back. I imagine you're going to go to the Rowdy Rockfish, and Brelda is there, and well, she sees you guys kind of beat up in the worth well. Oh, we usually don't see the entire group of you in the evening. It's usually a morning occasion, isn't it? Yes, well, uh, I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, um, Solus is here. His, his um, temporary residence, uh, along with, uh, uh, you know, a bar burned down earlier today. Uh, Crow's cask as a... Um, oh, I'm sure they'll get it right as rain is soon. I, I see it didn't actually damage the structure. Just just a master Corvus's room. I hope he's okay. Well, regardless, uh, uh, Solus will be staying in, here at least for the night, maybe for the foreseeable future, depending on how bad the damage was to Cross Cask. It's been a very long day. Um, most of us have just gotten the absolute shit kicked out of us by a thing in armor. It seemed to not care at all about any of the attacks we did, so uh, we ran away uh, to try again later. Well... <sighs> As long as you're safe now, that's the important part. Mr. Knight, I, I can't ever remember your name, is it? Uh, uh, that is Solace? Solace Pornatentus. So, Solace, but, yes. It's okay. Are you in need of a room? I would be, yes. Yes. And also for the morrow, is there a library in town? I've, I've lost my... I don't care much for, for most of my possessions, but I would like to get my books back if I could at all. 
Well, of course, there's the Darnflower Library. It's the largest building in yes. town. Uh, yes, I've, I'm an idiot. God damn it, I'm an idiot. Fuck no. <laughs> I, yes, thank you. I, I appreciate it. The, uh, on the morrow, I will be visiting the library to replace some of my dearer possessions. I would recommend, after it calms down a bit, you head back to the crow's cask. I don't believe the fire got that far. You may be able to save some of your possessions. I hope so. Thank you. Well, I'm going to be closing up pretty soon. Is there any other orders you'd like? I think I'm going to be turning in through the night. I'm very, very tired. Me too. I need to sleep. Yeah. Well, my friends, sleep well. And I hope the morning brings you uh, happier tidings than this evening. And she goes in the kitchen. And you can hear her kind of just washing up, cleaning up stuff. Bill's going to go home and go straight to bed. He's not even going to try to have sex with Yvette. He's so tired. Probably cool. doesn't know what it is. <laughs> He's not going to try. It's going to happen. He's not even going to try. Bill! Bill, why are you holding out on me? <laughs> I'm just tired. Is he bad? This is something Peggy? I did. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> is she Mr. Bill? Oh no! So, Kashak, would you uh, would you like to go Dutch on a room? There's no more rooms I there. Mean, would you like to make a room with me? <laughs> wait, wait. Is there room in the Warrens? Yeah. Absolutely, we've got a couple of cubbies open. They're a little bit oh. small. You're probably gonna have to go in like a fetal position, but uh, that's, you know. how, that's how I sleep, anyways. It shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you would just just raise your uh, your left arm <laughs> and then put your right one down, no higher with the left one. Higher? I can't. I'm in a basement. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like you've got the the sufficient, uh, you know, shoulder stretching <laughs> bandwidth to do that. So. Um, yeah, let's go to the Warrens. I just want to make sure I can get you out if I have to. <laughs> well, there's if you if you uh, need to, there's some butter in my pack sack. That's fantastic. I've got flour. We can make a roux. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Kashak is going to go through the ruins of the thirsty alpaca and, you know, lower himself down and uh, wait for Tovin. And I do that. <laughs> Riveting performance, gentlemen. I, fo- I follow you. him into the the Warrens, and uh, because it's so dark, he's going to feel. Oh, sorry, and cold. He's going to feel right at home. Great. Well, it gets warmer the closer you get to like the sleeping area, and uh, he's because everybody's constantly peeing on the ground. Uh, it's actually geothermal heat. That's not fair for you to say that. <laughs> I'm offended. It's my world, not yours. It's pee. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we got uh, biothermal and geothermal. Fuck you, I'm God, they're peeing. Okay. Oh, someone's always peeing. Your shift is next week, by the way. For the night pee. <laughs> oh, oh, for... I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about, though. Like, I don't know what the fuck night peeing would be. Like, I would know it, but I'm like, is it... Joe, are you telling me you can't like a- yes and this? You yes anded, like, like water coming down the walls in a couple of sessions ago. What the hell was that? What is pee duty, Micah? I don't know. You're really good at improv. Oh, man. Such a highbrow level of humor Mm -hmm. tonight, guys. I know. I think we may achieve the impossible and turn Christian off of 2E. (laughs) No nonsense. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's thinking like maybe roll for intent wasn't such a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Why? He calls up stemming the tide. <laughs> Is that offer still on the table? <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, it's nighttime. Everybody goes to sleep. Yep, we all crash. Cool. So the morning comes. Gross. Nothing out of the ordinary. So, yeah, it's uh, it's morning in Otari, where the uh, women are strong, the men are good looking, and the children are above average. Hmm. And then Wisconsin? Lake Wobegon. So I imagine Solus wakes up to the smell of uh, bacon wafting in from the uh, Rowdy Rockfish's kitchen. I'm glad you remember the name of it this time. Yeah. I'm getting better. Finally, yes. 50 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Umbrella's already down there sizzling up some bacon. Frying some eggs. Yeah. Give me the full fry up. She's got some beans on the, on the stove. Yeah, some blood pudding. Good English breakfast. Yeah, that black pudding, black pudding, some, uh, some beans on the stove, hash, some toast. Tomatoes. Tomatoes and mushrooms. Do you know how awful it's going to be anywhere near us as we're traveling after this fart-filled meal that we're about to consume? (laughs) Sausage makes a lovely dam between the eggs and the the beans. So good. She did them low and slow so they're not runny. This is Lord of the Rings breakfast. This is what the hobbits would eat. Exactly what the hobbits would eat. This is foodie fan fiction for Pathfinder. I'm so fucking hungry right now. But it's all rolled up in store-bought puff pastry. Because <laughs> only a fool would talk about his own pod. That's to say, look oh at disgust. <laughs> Store hot pop pastry. Yeah, because I've got 30 hours to spend freezing shit and uh, rolling it out again. If it takes you 30 hours to make puff pastry, you're a failure. Well, that's not the only thing that takes me 30 hours. <laughs> to get up out of the bed in the morning or to take a that's... shit? Which one? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> I move in slow motion. You should do them both at the same time. Save time. Oh, that's smart. I'll try that next time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Get out of bed while I shoot. (laughs) Rubber sheets are your friend. So yeah, regular morning. Other than, you know, you got to deal with the aftermath of this thing coming through and killing a bunch of guards and slicing off Corvus's hand, arm thing. You know... You know, we don't need to deal with that. The Grave Knight was out of the ordinary and spectacular in its own right. It still wasn't, uh, I don't know, a death laser coming from the gauntlet. Mm. Yeah, very true. And I'll be honest, this this sounds like a big old bolo, not our fault. Yeah, we don't need to deal with this. We can just (laughs) go do our own shit. I mean, I don't think you could deal with it if you wanted to at this point. I mean, to be fair, we tried. Uh, to deal with it and uh, uh, you know it didn't end well the mayor can send anybody he wants to deal with it except for Dilly Danvers he's not allowed to be sent the minute that Dilly Danvers dies in some kind of horrific accident or Trevor writes it in because he's a sadistic piece of shit is the is the day we all walk out yeah absolutely taking notes whenever I'm sick of this I'll kill off Dilly Danvers <laughs> yeah it's the easiest way to get off of here you can't kill Dilly Danvers Dilly Danvers is actually Aridin. Exactly. <laughs> you can't do it yet. Well, you can try. <laughs> Dilly Danvers confirmed as the Black Prince. So, what do we do, guys? So, Kashak is going to crawl out of his cubby and he's going to stretch. Because honestly, this place has pretty high ceilings and he's going to go over to where Tovin is, right? <laughs> in a neighboring cubby in a uh, fetal position. No, uh, uh, Tovin is, is sleeping like a contortionist, like. Uh... Doug Jones? How's it Doug Jones? Yeah, that guy's fantastic. He yeah. is. He's great. So, so that's part uh, of Star yeah. Trek Discovery is Doug Jones. Hmm. So anyway, I, I'm <laughs> sitting there like a spindly Doug Jones in a uh, like a contortionist sleeping there with one of my elbows next to my right eye, and it's not the elbow that should be close to my right eye. One of my knees is close to my right shoulder, but it's behind it. 
and you hear some snap crackles and pops as he falls out of the cubby and he's like looks so cozy for a larger fellow that was the best night of sleep i've ever had it's you feel safe don't you like i did surrounded on five sides by stone there were there were no crickets or 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 other fauna to keep me up all night i mean it's a shame i couldn't see the caravan or the the night sky but uh you know, it doesn't really seem to be an issue here anyway, because I can't really make anything out with that damnable glow from the gauntlet. <laughs> I feel like this would be the moment whichever like just pipes up. He's like, and since you slept underground and couldn't see the stars, you lost your cleric powers for the day. Yeah. No, I I know my powers. That reminds me. <laughs> Tolan, oh, no. since you slept underground and oh, couldn't no. see the stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Tovin is going to get up and and just like pop every joint in his body that should and or shouldn't. <laughs> but he feels absolutely refreshed. You get like one of those 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 like deep hip pops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. My, my mom does it with her sternum. It's gross. <sighs> oh, I've seen people. I had that one can of those in that. my knee so loud last night. I thought that I like moved the bone. It was so loud. Probably just broke the other one, right? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Kashak, when you know, give me another night or so, but I may have to, I may have to come back here again. Well, you're always welcome, but I mean, and you said you could hear Billiam from here, uh, not from here, no, God, oh, no. Okay. It's this is where my family sleeps. Uh, oh. If you go to uh, the second large room, the second great room, I can show you where it is, but you can hear the sounds of Genuine's pony and just a rhythmic thumping pumping through the ceiling and it never stops it's like seven hours at a time nothing is arrhythmical about it <laughs> you know what i could sleep there uh, tonight billiam has no rhythm i like that canonically <laughs> but also kashak you, you have a family wait wait peter pan's got kids well yeah <laughs> <laughs> this entire place is my family it's my, oh, no, no. It's, it's okay okay i am fucking hungry though and i you know, there are a lot of great things about kobold culture, including our food. I do not want to eat porridge this morning because that's what it is for breakfast. That's fine by me. Yeah, let's go. You can tell me. And as we walk away, he'll ask us, so are you all from the same clutch or? You know, it's, it's well, I'm kind of adopted, frankly, but these people have taken me in this one of their own. They're fantastic. Wait, are you even a kobold? I think so. Are you sure you're not one of those lizard folk? I'm awfully short. Yeah, but I mean, their their height varies. You've got a breath thing, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're definitely a kobold then. But uh, but I, <laughs> you know what? The scales, uh, they're a little gaudy for my taste, but I do believe that they are gorgeous. Why? Thank you. I mean, it's yeah. You're born with what you're born with, right? If you got it, flaunt it. I I don't understand what that means. <laughs> As he has his pale skin and brown garb. <laughs> <laughs> dark hair. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't the lizard men or like lizard folk playable races in second edition have like a crocodilian like? The lizard folk, yes. Yeah. Crocodile? Crocodile. Not the same. <laughs> yeah, the uh, kobolds almost look like hellbenders. Like they're it's almost like amphibian. Yeah. Yep. Like the kobolds are rad. The design for the kobolds in, in Pathfinder 2 are amazing. I like it. I do Sorry. too. So we start making our way out. <laughs> Fast as a shadow. <laughs> Head your way up to the uh, rowdy rockfish. Yes. It's where everybody's. Well, I'm Billiam. How about you? Yeah, Bill's actually going to be late. He's going to be the last one to the rowdy rockfish because to keep up with Bill's canon, he's going to be working out in the morning. He's going to wake up. He's going to go on a nice run. 
and he's going to lift some hay bales and other random things and uh, do his workout because he's starting to feel uh, bulking up for his. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, don't forget your pre-workout meal of rocks. Wait, are you, are, you, are you implying this has been a little bit too easy for Billiam? Like he hasn't gotten his proper workout out? Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Bill keeps getting fucked up, so he's like, maybe I should actually try. <laughs> maybe I should Maybe I should take care of myself. It's, just, it's like Rock Lee dropping the weights off of his legs. Maybe I should Maybe I should get a workout more than just having sex, you know? It's the only workout I ever have. Well, that and fighting for your life So I should probably day. do a little more. Well, I haven't been fighting. <laughs> yeah, like the last week is the only time I've been fighting, so I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm out of shape. This is a bullshit. So uh, Bill's going to work out in the morning and uh, not shower, obviously, and then show up at the Rowdy Rockfish just reeking and hungry. Just reeking and hungry. <laughs> nice. Every morning I run five kilometers. I do 100 push-ups. <laughs> 100 sit-ups. And 100 squats. He's about to lose all his hair every day. For three years. All right, we're at the Rockfish. Thank you. And then Yosef takes control of the situation with a mouthful of food and goes, Gold light? Greg and Mick. Yosef. What was the second word? Yeah, one more time. Thank you. Is it yeah or nay? I heard it. Are we going to the gauntlet? Let's make this quick. Yeah. Yeah, let's go fuck up that fish. Yeah. Well, maybe not Maybe not the Drake. Was. Is there anywhere else? Okay. First of all, I have a personal vendetta against the Drake. So should you. Because you lost your magical sword in the muck. I did, but I'm I'm trying to be practical here. Maybe are we strong enough to destroy it? Mm-mm. I don't think so. No, not the Drake. I think so. I think there's other bad guys before the Drake to fight that we saw from a long time ago. I think that we're ready now. I mean, I feel so much more vigorous since uh, our trip to Hattie's, and uh, I mean, I felt like we were really displaying our power against that Grave Knight. When we had that encounter, um, I felt nothing but more powerful. I learned new spells. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm i kind of worried about running into him again. I'm kind of hoping he went farther down because I don't think we can handle him if he's just around. Mm-mm. Yeah, right. Well, I owe that son of a bitch a heart serving a death. Fucking fish trying to be a dragon. It's bullshit. <laughs> I just think if the Drake's in the water, then we're going to be fucked again. I agree. I agree. Hmm. What if we made a second attempt against the uh, fleshy undead blob thing that was in the uh, the northern annex? Oh, yes, the undead beef yeah, Wellington, the beef yes. jerky guy. Yeah. Yes, that, that that's one. We can keep exploring past him if, when we beat him, not if. Indeed. Yes, I agree. Yeah, sure. That's a good idea. I'll go in there and I'll stick my thigh out for it as a trap. You guys wait and be ready to pounce. Then when it bites on, I'll just chuck it with lightning. What could go wrong? <laughs> I'm no tactician. I'm more of the healer type, but uh Billiam, I think if anything, should be the one planning this. I can yeah, I can just run in there. I have so much <laughs> help, guys. <laughs> it's battle intelligence. No, we know the surroundings. We know that there's a giant table in the middle of the room. I think if we can spread around around the table. It can only attack one of us at a time. We got some ranged attacks, and we got people that can get up and in there and flank well, it. Son of a bitch. There's something I want to do, but I don't have time. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, there, there is something I want to do as well. I, I actually, uh, Kashuk, if, if you wanted to do perform that task, will I uh, do what I wanted to do? I'll see if I can. Yes. 
I mean only just to look at the uh, the crow's casks and see what of my belongings has survived the uh, the flame. Okay. On the way out, can I have told the kobolds about the incredulous thing and the shit that happened? And also, sure. I I want to swap out one of my spells, and I don't have time. I think it takes a day. Christian, can you confirm or deny? Um, let's see. I believe I looked that up last time. It was only a few hours, but I will check again. I think it was like one hour per level of the spell. So it would only take two hours if it's a second level spell. Okay. So can I have completed my mission with the uh, kobold? That's to learn. Yeah. You want to learn a spell? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. So yeah, two hours. You would need two hours of your time. Yeah, you could do that while they're going to investigate what's going on over at the gross casks. Okay. Sure. So he's going to sure. make his way to uh, the, not the Dawnflower, but the bookstore and start studying and pay whatever money is necessary to learn enlarge instead of heat metal. Okay. How many gold is that? Six? Was it six or was it like 60? Yeah. No, it was six. You can buy the, the scroll easily from odd stories. It's a low level scroll. Oh, the buying the scrolls a little more, but not a ton. That was just the cost of learning it if they have it available for him. Okay. So he doesn't have to buy the scroll. No, if they can just, he can just pay to, if the spell is there for someone to look at, he oh, can just okay. pay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll oh, actually, to... I've got a spell book now, so I don't have to forget heat metal. I can just not have it prepared now. Uh, is that how that works? Right? Yeah. Cause I didn't think you were swapping out. You're just adding your extra spell with your feet. You're adding. Right. Enlarge. Exactly. You're adding enlarge into the spell book. You don't have to swap it out. You just have enlarged person. Oh now. God. Yeah. That's what I want to do. She's oh, oh yeah. But you can keep adding things to that spell book. And then every day you choose which one of those is part of your repertoire. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, take you two hours. It's a roll. It's an arcana roll, right? And, it's a DC for that level two spell. What is that? A DC 18? Yeah. Everybody, let's uh, cross uh, your fingers. Let's see. Level two. Third, yes. 18. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got it. Natural 20. Good job. <laughs> he learned another spell. So you learn the spell. <laughs> Solus, you're going to head over to Crow's Casks and investigate? Yep. When you get there, you see Magaloy um, cleaning. Um, but he looks like he's in high spirits. Um, and you actually see Corvus, who has cleared out a large area in the dining area, and he's, like, drawn some really strange symbols on the floor. Okay, okay, so just, like, walking in, it doesn't appear that, like, the, the entire structure has collapsed? No, no, okay. no, 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 there was a fire inside, and they got it under oh, control. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. <clears throat> there was a bucket brigade, they got there quick, they were able to put out the fire, um, and while there's damage and significant amounts of damage, it's not a total loss. okay. It's mainly contained to Corvus's room. You have some smoke issues in your room. It's adjacent to Corvus's, but you should be able to salvage pretty much everything that's in there as long as it was not like up near the ceiling. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning, Magaloy. Good morning, Corvus. I, I'm relieved to see that not everything has been destroyed. Uh, do, you, do you believe that the damages have, are extensive otherwise? Magaloy looks like, well, could have been a lot worse than it was. That's for sure. Could have been a lot worse. I'm just glad that nobody got... Well, I can't say nobody got hurt, but nobody got injured in the fire. And Corvus, I hope that you were not uh, affected in any untoward way. I hope that you were, had not lost your things. I want you to roll me a perception. All right. That is a 13 for a 21. <sighs> you hear Corvus muttering to himself, and he's been drawing the sigil on the floor. 
and you see there's something strange laying in the middle of it. You can't quite make out what the thing in the middle of it is, but he steps back and uh, he looks at a book that's on the table and uh, looks like he's following something with his right hand, his good hand, the one that's, you know, still there. Is he going to full metal alchemist this shit? (laughs) Following some reading and uh, he starts chanting something about 15, 20 seconds. And there's a flash of light from the book and the, the flash of light comes off of the book almost like it walks, skitters off the book, jumps down on the ground into the circle and onto the thing that you couldn't quite make out. And he's completely not paying attention to anybody else. It's like he's tunnel vision in his own world in a trance just doing this. And Magaloy looks over like, he's been at that since, since he snapped out of a state last night. I got no idea what he did. I don't think he slept at all. And you see the thing on the ground in the center of the circle begin to move. Still can't make out what it is. Megaloy, was this before or after the fire? After uh, Vandy ran off to to help you. Okay. Like a man possessed. Hmm. And can I take a look closer look at this like little being that was created from sure. the... Uh... Walk on over. Okay. Uh, what does it look like? It's his hand. Hmm. His severed hand <laughs> is laying on the ground and it's beginning to move on its own. Oh, is this it's, like a, it's a floor master. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, just as you get close to him, it's like he finally realized there's somebody watching. He's like, oh yes, uh, soulless. Do not be alarmed. Oh, I figured I've had this hand with me my whole life. I might as well keep it with me. <laughs> And the hand stands up looking like... Please tell me it's like the thumb people from Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Spy Kids. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> uh, it looks like Thing from Adam's family. And it just begins to run towards you and oh, Corvus. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's worse like, than Munch Munch. Yeah, exactly like that. On, all, on two fingers or like on no, all like five on the whole, them. all five uh, hand fingers, almost like a spider. Just yep, floor severed master. stump, floor master. It's like Evil Dead. It runs up his leg and then gets on his shoulder. Oh my god, he has a new familiar. I uh, hero point. It's a familiar. Gross. Oh, this is disgusting. This <laughs> is from the Book of the Dead. It's a crawling hand familiar. <laughs> hmm. uh, Cor- that's so cool Cor- Corvus would you, would you mind explaining what did, what, is, what is that well I mean how do you think you would feel if suddenly you only had one arm you'd want to help it in any way possible I had I had not considered this however brought it back it's my own arm may as well do with it what I will what's he gonna do with it the stranger. They call it the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> this brings a whole new meaning to the phantom limb sensation. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I, I, is this, it? You feel a tangling at the back of your neck seeing this thing. Yeah, is this technically undead? This is undead. Uh-oh. This is Judge Dredd moment. Should have get off the pot, Micah. Corvus, I, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what, what to say about that? Are are you sure that this this is a, a righteous course of action? It's my own flesh, boy. If anything, I've got justification to do it. It's taken from me, and I took it back. It's not like I brought back a whole creature. 
It's not like I ripped something from the boneyard. My hand is only a constituent part of me. It was never truly alive to begin with. Yes, you may see it as an abomination or some perverse mockery of life, but Andy's my friend. Andy Banderdash? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you didn't call him Lefty. (laughs) Now, judge me if you will, but remember... It's not to be used for evil. He's like my therapy monkey. (laughs) He keeps things off the shelves for me. Yeah, he's my helper monkey. I could qualify for one, but I don't like the way they fling poo, so I figured I'd do this. I'm also taller than four foot ten. (laughs) Handy doesn't require any monkey kibble. and You know, he won't die because he's already dead. So I figured, why get a monkey when I could just resurrect my hand? Well, all right. I, well, I, I, I will not, I cannot judge you at this moment. I, I came here to assess the damages that were done to my books. I, I, that, that is all that I will do today. And with that, Solus wants to uh, walk up the stairs and uh, head to his room. We're going to put the pin in the undead phalanges there. Another side quest unlocked. Are <laughs> right, you head on up to your room and there's some smoke around the uh, ceiling, right? Like some smoke damage and whatnot. Um, is anything you have stored up near the ceiling within the first, you know, one or two feet away from the ceiling? Uh, probably not. No, no. Your books will be fine. Okay. All your stuff is fine. All right. Even your centerfold of Iomidae, completely intact. <laughs> to pin up. Yeah. <laughs> it's posted up. She's airbrushed on the side of a cart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, so this is going to uh, grab his books and. Take special attention to a one of them called First Principles of Righteousness by Rotterheim. Now this thing again, Jesus. Yeah. All right. And uh, just just make sure it's in good quality condition. I just can't stop imagining a pinup Iomba Day painting the side of like a war wagon. It's just like the inheritor in loopy words. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in perfect shape. All right. Good. Good. It may smell a little like a barbecue, but other than that, all right, it's good. Then Solus is going to take it with him, take his books with him, leave the rest of his stuff. But he wants to take this to uh, the the Rowdy Rockfish. Okay. That's the other one, just to make sure it's safe. And uh, yeah, everything's fine with your things, luckily. Uh, okay. The Bucket Brigade did what they needed to do, and Magaloy comes out and like, is everything all right up there? Uh, yes, it seems to be. All, all, all of my most precious possessions are, are in actually perfect order. I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm truly am indebted to the fire brigade of, of uh, Otari. That it really is quite remarkable. They are, they are a remarkable bunch, are they now? They are. And is uh, Corvus anywhere near us at the moment? Um, he's playing with his hand over there. He's playing with himself. All right, in the corner, <laughs> diddling his digits. M- Megaloy, and uh, this is Solus whispering, preening his palm. Megaloy, it has not escaped my attention that the the fire seems to have concentrated itself around Corvus's uh, room. Has that? Do you, would you know anything about that? Yeah. In the struggle, when the thing came for Corvus and knocked over a, a candle in his room, nothing any more serious than that. The thing came out. I'm ashamed to say, I cowered a bit behind the bar. What am I supposed to do to something with something like that? No, 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 no. I, I did not wish to imply. Corvus came down a few seconds later after it left, stumbling in shock, blood draining from his arm. 
mumbling something about a fire and emptiness. I smelled the smoke, and uh, one of the other patients here ran and got the fire brigade. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think he did anything other than what any anyone else would have done when surprised in that that situation. I understand. I understand. Thank you. If uh, if all the stars line all right, Desna willing, your room will be ready again in a week and a half or so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, my friend. And uh, he bids you farewell, and off you go. We already rolled for Kashak's spell writing. So, anybody else got anything else to do before you guys head up to the Gauntlet and deal with the uh, Summer Sausage? Nope. Bill is ready to fuck this shit up. I don't think I do. We can never come back. Every time we come back to Otari and then go anywhere but the Gauntlet, people die. Yeah, some shit happens. Yeah, I hope that werewolf is just a hoax and those werewolf hunters are just raking it in. They're just making money being like, oh, we're, we're keeping them at bay, folks. They work in tandem with dragon hunters. We're doing it. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> that, the, like the snake episode of <laughs> King of the Hill. One of them's a beast kin and just turns into like this wolf hybrid to scare people. And they come in and milk the town for money and move right? on. And then they all charge in. They're like, ah, and then they ch- chase them into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess before we get to the gauntlet, I'm just going to go, Tovin kept asking me to pick up a stupid shield. I don't fucking understand why. I don't use these pieces of shit. I'm not a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Billy, what was that? <laughs> I didn't quite You're not with you. me. You didn't hear that. Yeah, I'll just go pick up a shield, and I'll just fucking put it on my back like the turtle hermit, like Master Roshi. Sick reference. Nice. And I'll add one shield. To my equipment. Does it matter what kind of shield it is? Nope. Just can be a shield as long as I'm. This, I don't see anything about size or anything about shield other than the fact that it's just a shield. Well, heck, pick up a buckler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's technically would work. <laughs> Steel shield is what you want. That's the base shield. Two gold. Why does he have to pay if he's stealing the shield? I took three gold from party lead. I hope that's okay. Also, can I please have just. Just report it back to the Cobalt people that about the Incultulus. Uh, yeah, and go ahead. Do you want to? Do you want to RP it out? I don't care. No, it's fucking get there. I'm fucking ready. Bill's got a boner. <laughs> he left a note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought we hand waved that. That you told him. But yeah, you told him. You told him what's up. You told him that there was a cave in. Not sure exactly what happened. There was Incultulus, and uh, they're going to investigate. Pressure bomb. They're going to investigate. Cool. But they did say. I think they said that it was caved in. That's why they couldn't make their way out there anyway. Right. Yeah. And it was caved in on our side, too. Well, logically, when there's a wall, it's a wall on both sides. Maybe they could uh, spare some as a team to go out there and clear it out since we took care of all the little nibbly pebbles that were there. The swarms of nibbly pebbles. Oh, that's right. I still have one of those in a jar. Which, by the way, is my stage name, Nibbly Pebbles. That's nice. (laughs) Mm, Nibbly Pebbles. Nibbly Peebles. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you do it. If you want to RP that, we totally can. I'm fine with that. I'm going to leave my jar with Dwayne at home. Hmm. Dwayne? Dwayne. <sighs> the Rock. Got it. Yeah. It took you a second. All right, so um, you're going to head to the gauntlet. We go into the um, Alchemist, or not Alchemist, the, the other building. If I don't RP this, are you going to kill more kobolds? No, I'm not going to kill any more kobolds if you don't Just RP this. Just leave a note next to the, next, uh, t- tied around the pressure bomb with a torch lit nearby so they can read the note. I'm keeping the pressure bomb. Oh, you want to buy a sundial? (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen, you make your way back to Gauntlet 
head across the open area around the keep, make your way across the bridge into the room that you first saw. Crap, what was that little brownie's name, guys? Twinkle. Tingle. Tingle top. Tangle top. Tingle top. Tangle top. Tangle top. Tangle top. Man, that's been like 20 something, 30 something episodes ago. Jesus. Also, anytime Bill arrives at the gauntlet, he just pulls his weapon out from here on out because fuck this place. So you guys make your way downstairs, and I have you guys assembled outside the room where the beef jerky was before. This has been several days. You may be able to assume that it has healed up in this point. So steal yourselves, gentlemen. Mage armor. Is that the door to the north? South. South. Okay. Uh, yeah, then uh, Solus is going to draw his sword, and he would like to be in the uh, in the vanguard, at the front of the group. Wait, Solus. Yeah. I got a thing now. How would you feel about being bigger? Uh, th- there's. <laughs> I'm. Take this little blue pill. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm already f- fairly tall. I don't know how much more room there would be to fit me in this. Let's say. That I could make you mechanically large. I, again, I, I would be careful with that. I don't know how. (laughs) The ceilings are tall enough. Shut the fuck up. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, the ceilings are definitely tall enough. Makes it clumsy, but it gives you reach. Reach. Well, actually, maybe then that would be better for a billium because I can tank with my shield. I can do it twice. Okay. And I'm like three feet tall. I'm like, got my hands up. Or actually, like, I don't know if we're going to need it for this fight. Like, hold off. Maybe we we won't need it at all. You guys have leveled up twice since you ran into this thing last. Yeah. So I'm still going to use Sutton Bolt and try to fucking fry this thing. Give it to me, Kashak. I'll fucking be huge. You got it, bro. And I'm going to be <laughs> so outside of combat. That's going to be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> It lasts five minutes. So does Billiam. I was going to say, that's four <laughs> minutes longer than Billiam. I was going to say, that's way more than... You know what? Good job. So I'm going to cast Enlarge on Billiam. Really? Like, before you go through the medium-sized door? Yeah, he can shimmy through. He he already did the stretch thing. I made him do it. Well, he's still going to have to <laughs> squeeze to make his way through the door. All right, then no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait until we get in there. <laughs> you know, all that all that's involved with squeezing is simply saying you're doing it and the square you're moving through shut is up, difficult terrain. <laughs> Don't tell rules daddy to shut up, tech daddy. Daddy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They're expected to know some of the rules, Christian. Don't make me learn any of the oh, fucking I, I rules. I gave up on that like on episode six. <laughs> all right, well, in any case, I'm going to move uh, to the front of the party in front of the southern door. There's currently a... Um, a table up against the door. Right. All right. I want, I'm going to move this table out of the way. Are you all ready? Cast guidance on him. Okay. And I do have my sword drawn. All right. Okay. Okay. So you pop open the door. Yeah. All right. You do not see the thing currently. You do see what looks like a log on the floor. Oh, Billiam. Billiam, couldn't you have gone before we left? <laughs> when I was saving all you guys, I just shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, good man, Billiam. Solus is going to look back towards Billiam. Follow me as I go in. Stay right behind me. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the flavor text for this room again, just to remind you. There's a large metal table with leather straps and iron bands in the middle of the room. Um, and there's a strange contraption that looks like it's part spyglass and part drill at the head of the table. And there's a sparkling black gemstone glittering in the metal framework built into the side of the machine. 
I want that rock. All right. Uh, Solus is going to take a step into the room. All right. Okay. What can you see? You see the table and you see the log on the far side over here. Far south side of the room. It's a it's a log. Was that there before? That is what the thing looked like before it attacked Tove in the first right. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yosef, do you do you think you maybe you could sneak around the other way and get behind it? Well, definitely. I also I can't see its token though. Is it because I'm not in your spot? It's in. Invi- it's 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 inert. It's oh, you can't see in the room. No, I mean like I can see into the room. I'm I'm standing in his space right now. Like uh, Micah's, I mean. I'll bring the visibility oh. up because you know what this thing is. So it's not like it's hiding. You know what the thing is. Okay. Yeah, I would like to Tem to uh, sneak behind it unawares. All right. Ski bibbidi bop. Are you going to roll that or do you want me to roll it? You're going to sneak there? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter if you sneak or not. As you get close to it, it seems to spring forth to life. And I need everyone to roll for initiative if, as as the crust, <sighs> the bark on this outside of this thing just kind of sloughs away and it begins to undulate and move its way towards Yosef. It sheds its handmade puff pastry. Nice. That's a 20 for a 27. Jesus. <laughs> that's, a 20, that's a 20 for a 28. Damn. Oh my God. I got a five for a 12. Two 20s. It's nice how you guys wasted your um, 20s at the beginning. Five for a 12 for yes. uh, Billiam. I, I should roll. Okay. I got a two for a 12. Nice. Who's going to go first? You or Billiam? Uh, me, because I'm next to the, the log. All right. And Tobin? Seven for a 17. All right. Gentlemen, you guys crushed it on initiative. Solus, you are up first with your sword already drawn. All right. Uh, so Solus has drawn Lucy already. He's going to then draw Ricky, the shield. Action one. Yep. Action two, he's going to run uh, behind the uh, the bacon-looking fucked-up thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so he's flanking with Yosef. Uh, and for action number three, he's going to take a strike with Lucy. You've got guidance, right? I do have guidance, yes. Perhaps he's got your back. Fuck him up, bro. So that is a plus one plus flanking. I think add a plus. Oh my god, that's going to be a crit. That's a 29, 29 plus two, Whoa. so thirty one. Eighteen. Oh my god. Well, you don't get a bonus for flanking. It drops my AC. That's how that works. Oh okay, okay, yeah, whatever. So twenty nine. Yeah, it's a crit. Okay. Rolling Ooh. for crit. That is twenty eight points of damage. Shit. Dang son. So yeah, I tear into this motherfucker with one draw. That. That was gnarly. This thing is definitely realizing that you're different to last time. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Bloodworm. <laughs> double the pride, double the fall. All right, Kashak, you're up at the back of the pack. I cannot see him yet, right? I mean, you tell me. Can you see? I mean, I can see half of its square. Does that mean I can see it? Technically, yes. Yes, you can. If you can draw two diagonal from the four corners of your square, if you can draw at least two of them to two other quarters of the square that you're looking at, that is technically enough vision for you to cast a spell. Yeah, but I don't know that he can go from two to two because he's obstructed by the wall. I can. Christian, weigh in. 
What do we pay you for, damn it? Speak up! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that first check is ever cleared. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue it might have total cover just because there's way too much in the in the way here. This Unless this table is on high legs that Cashup can just kind of crouch down and see it, then I would say it has standard cover. Is it a, like waist level? So, yeah, it's kind of up to Trevor what he wants the bottom of this table to look like. <laughs> I think you could see through the table. It's a, it's a relatively high table. And you're a relatively Fuck small yeah. person. Yep. Yeah, so I would say probably just standard cover. I've been waiting to use this, and I hope that fucker gets a penalty on uh, deck saves. I'm going to cast Sudden Bolt. It is a worm, so... Sorry, I was a little distracted just so... Because I think this has come up before, Micah. Your Shining Oath damage always seems to be on. It only applies to your Retributive Strike. I... Oh for undead okay oh it'd be eight less damage yeah oh yeah okay yeah all right that works for me yeah i was looking up i was like god he deals so much damage like more than the barbarian <laughs> sudden bolt how much damage does sudden bolt do as a second level spell Four d12 whoa seriously yes holy shit all i'd right. like to take this opportunity to offer just a really heartfelt <laughs> Thank you. And just a big virtual smoogeroo to Rules Daddy for recommending that spell. That's a gnarly spell, man. Oh, that's a 13 as my save. That is under 20. Yep, that's a fail. So I take 4d12. Wow. Oh my God. Joseph, your, your hand crossbow does that, right? Bizat. Oh, that wasn't Jesus. even a good roll. No, it wasn't. What is that? That is a, I didn't see everything, but it was 40, 12 plus two in total because I've got the dangerous sorcery for a uh, 27. Wow. Damn, a four, an a nine, and a four. Thanks, Jake. Damn. You are so much better than Solus. <laughs> that's what i like to see is a happy spellcaster look at the smile on joe's face he's like i did something i know i finally did a thing oh my god guys i'm also going to uh, i have not moved yet so i'm going to cast guidance on um i'm going to cast on billiam i already did on solace i can tovin you're up all right tovin is going to do something very simple uh, and now I don't know if I want to waste it. I'm going to. I'm going to cast Magic Weapon on Billiam because he's right in front of me. It's a touch range spell. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, Billiam, can you give yourself another base die damage when you uh, smack this thing into next week? Yes, I can. And then I'm going to turn around and and uh, cast Guidance on <laughs> Kajak of all people. Nice. On me. Because I want you to attack him with a spell. That's not my forte, but I can bolster your action. <laughs> and that's the end of my turn. I'm honored. Thank you. All right. So we're up to the sentient piece of beef jerky. It is still mindlessly focused on the thing that initially triggered it to wake. So it rears back and attempts to bite onto Yosef and attach its mandibles to his little rat body. I don't like it. And that's a 26 to hit. That hits. All right, let's do a little damage as the sucking, biting mouth parts does 10 points of piercing damage. So, oh. and now Solus is going to use Retributive Strike. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Shining Oath will be in effect. 
Oh, is it mm-hmm. undead? Yes. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. You don't remember me attacking it with heal spells through or trying to through a door? That is a four four fourteen. Oof. Damn. That hurts. Damn. That hurts. That's a mess, buddy. Yeah. Okay, but you still reduce the Wait, damage. Okay. You How's took. that only a fourteen? You only have a plus ten while flanking, or your total is plus ten? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seems not right. He rolled very poorly. Okay. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have his magic weapon. Yeah. Mine's only a plus eleven to hit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. It's at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. You reduce the uh, the damage you took by six. Six? Ooh, um, baby. Wait, uh, it, it, two plus my level? Mm-hmm. That yeah, would be so, six. So, yeah, yeah. Theoretical physics here, folks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Reduce your damage by six. I did. And uh, he's going to take the an action to grab you with his mandibles, and he's going to begin to suck your blood away. Eight. Eight points of damage. You are now drained one, and I get some temp or I get some hit points back, and you are grabbed. Could you not use that voice anymore? I'll get some hit points back, and you're grabbed. All right, and you are grabbed. I'm marking you off as grabbed. Great. And that is the end of my turn. Yosef, what do you do? Grabbed with this thing slurping your vital juices straight out your leg. Well, can't say I like that one bit. I'm going to save that audio clip. I'm going (laughs) to attack it because I don't have any minuses to attacking it. And I know that this thing is undead and I'm flanking it. So I'm going to do some big damage. All right. Do we have a minus to attack when he's grabbed? Nope. I do not. Nice. All right. Go for it. I got a six for a 17. Meat to beat. Woo-hoo! Nice. Yeah. That flanking. Hell yeah, buddy. I grab a D8 and a D6 that I got to roll twice. So let's see. 12 points of damage on the first attack. Nice. Mm. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm going to just uh, hang and bang and attack again at a minus five. Uh, another six. So that's a 12 to hit. That's a miss. Uh, and I'm just going to swing for the fences. I might get a 20. I didn't. I got an 11. Nope. That's not going to do it. I, I missed. So that's uh, the end of my turn. Excellent. All right. Billiam, you're up. You are in the unenviable position of not being in a good place to be able to hit this thing because it's flanked on two sides. Well, the last time this happened, I was able to jump on this table with an acrobatics check. And I don't know if that's still possible. Do it. Okay. Easy DC for your level, so that's going to be a 14, I think. 14? Yeah, my acrobatics. Do you have to roll? <laughs> it should be athletics. Oh, athletics? Oh, yes. but I just need to roll a two, guys. Nice. Watch him roll a one. I know, right? You shut the fuck up. You shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hey, man, I cast a good spell on you. You're in, I'm in your corner. 16. 16 for a right, 28. So you hop on up on the table and you got one more action to swing for the fences here buddy yep and i uh i already have halandra out and i have guidance oh boy. Just got you back. i'm picturing babe ruth right now yeah so i'm thinking he's grabbing onto yosef and i get up there and i'm like let go of my friend mm. and i just come down this smells like a crit another 16 for a <sighs> 20 it's a plus 11 so 27 that's a hit that's a crit 
No, it's not. It would be a crit if he was flanking, but he is but not. But you still get double, by, uh, double base damage. So I rolled a 17 plus the extra d10 of damage, so plus 9, 26 points of damage. God. Fuck. Damn. I'm glad I called that guy. Right? That's a big one. 26 points. This thing is not doing well. I'm surprised it's still alive. All. Yeah. It, well, it, it was able to heal itself when it latched onto you. Solas, can you deal the decisive blow to this abomination in the vaults? Uh, striking with Lucy for roll number one. That is a 12 for a 22. Describe your kill. Hey! So, uh, Solas sees it as grabbing onto Yosef. He grips onto it, tries to pull it taut, and uh, severs it, like, about three quarters up the neck. Uh, like, you know, relative to where it's gripping onto Yosef. Cutting through it. So Columbia the, necktie. Uh, it, pretty much. Yeah. Billiam, Solas, Yosef, I need all of you to give me a reflex save. God, God damn it. I, I yeah. know As it. you yeah. sever this thing and its split skin expels out and bursts with a blast of negative energy. So give me that reflex, boys. Oh, man, I was hoping we could like keep it and throw it into the lake with that Drake thing. 15 for a 21. <laughs> I rolled an 11 for a 23. Oof, 19 for a 26. You all are going to take a touch of damage. Not as much because you uh, passed your save. You're going to take three points of negative energy damage as this thing bursts away in a cloud of evil necromantic power and this thing that has dogged Tovin's nightmares for several days since it took a bite out of his leg has now been slain and we'll see you next week oh, oh man nice. I want to give you the opportunity to like look at Tovin and be like ladies and gentlemen yeah, we got we got no, I was okay with that taking three points of damage because then my total health would have been 69 Nice! <laughs> <laughs> we won. We won Pathfinder now. Okay. That's not the condition. Sarah just came in and she looked and she heard me say nice and she saw everybody mouth like she's like somebody said 69. <laughs> Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie, Flip Melvin, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>